In a world where the it thing is always changing, sometimes you need a tour guide or two to help you find your way to pop culture's paradise. If you find yourself reminiscing or in need of a good recommendation, these two have you covered. And now, here's your hosts, Joey and Jeff. Joe. Last time we spoke, I survived a tornado, barely. This is what it looked like when Jeff heard about the tornado. First, Jeff is made aware of the tornado. So I thought it was just like raining a lot outside, just like raining pretty bad, but it turns out there's a freaking tornado warning. I've never been part of some ish like this before. This is weird. Then Jeff sees a news report. Damage to destroy. Then, he fears that he has to stay at the station. Take cover now. Are you serious? Take cover now? Don't worry, Jeff. They said cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria kind of stuff. But worry he did, as he ran to his car. On his way home, he saw a flying cow. Then, he was swept away to Oz. Wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Then how would he have done this podcast? And then I flew home and survived the holidays. What have you been doing, man? Well, uh, you survived a few things, but I, I survived Christmas with the Cranks. I told you it was good. You know what? I liked it, but dude, it was so creepy. It was like a American Psycho because like the whole, the whole town is like, why do they care so much? I dig it because like I love their Christmas spirit, but everyone was like hyper intense. Luther. Hey, babe. They're here. Who? Vic Frommeyer, Wes Trott, and Ned Becker, and a gang of their cats. We're here for Frosty. Yeah, was was one of the creepy parts to you? Was it was it Frosty down in the basement? Yes. You know, when that like cut to the Frosty, I'm like, it reminded me of the horror movie Jack Frost. Yeah. But then I'm also like, what am I watching? This is nightmare fuel. Then I was also really disturbed by Dan Aykroyd and the kids just like put up Frosty. Put up Frosty. Put up Frosty. It's like, oh my. Weather should be clear tomorrow. Perfect time to put up Frosty. God, it's not even like that great of a decoration. You give it like 40 bucks at a Home Depot. I think one of my favorite parts about that movie is when his buddy from across the street's about to leave leave town and he's like, I need your tree. So he pays pays him money and him and that kid next door wheel the tree over to his house and the police get called because they think he's stealing somebody's tray. Uh, you know, Alan. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle, too. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, I didn't remember him being in anything else because he wasn't really like the big star of Malcolm in the Middle. Speaking of 90 stars, though, haven't you been watching a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies or, or yes. have you been? Yes. So I got a little weird. I didn't watch really any Christmas movies coming towards Christmas. But then it gets to the 25th, and I'm like, well, it's Christmas still, and you know what? I'm going to load my iPod and uh, up with just all the Christmas Hallmark movies that I can find. So I was just knocking off everything. I was like, well, the whole time Jeff was here back home, we started watching half Christmas with the Cranks, so let me finish that off. Then on my list, because we try to like make this a real show, so there's like a format of stuff to watch, but then it gets moved back because yeah. we're not that professional. Yeah. I've watched Santa Claus 2 finally. Wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I right? actually really enjoyed it. Then the Santa Claus 3, which I thought was going to suck because everyone always like 
that's like the bad one they always say but i didn't think that one was bad either no they're all good and then because i felt like a fraud you know when you like talk up something and everyone it's like oh you talk it up all the time you must have watched it or listened to it and so like i'd made twitter posts about that uh, one tree hill reunion hallmark movie yeah and i caught bits and pieces of it but i never stayed to fully watch it because who watches a movie halfway through on tv anymore so I was like, well, I'm going to finally watch this movie called A Christmas Contract. What is it? What? Okay, so... Break this down. Clay from One Tree Hill is like an aspiring writer, but he doesn't get anything published. Is he... Was Clay the dad? No, Clay was Nathan's agent in okay. the like last three seasons. Oh, so that was like late in the show. Yeah, he was the sports agent. And then uh, and he also marries uh, Haley's sister... But then Peyton from One Tree Hill, Hillary Burton or something Burton, I think like that. Dude, she's great. Oh, she's amazing. And also I watched another Hallmark movie, Christmas of Hers, too. <laughs> but she is a... I don't a, even know who you are anymore. She's a website designer. And also the other movie that she's in that's Hallmark or Lifetime, she's a website designer. So like the cool thing to do in Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies is be a website designer. <laughs> Who goes to websites anymore? Actually, they say that you should get everything decentralized off Facebook and Twitter because they could screw you over with algorithms and just deciding that they don't like you anymore. That makes sense. She has to go home, but she broke up with her boyfriend, but she doesn't want everyone to think she's a loser. So she enters into a contract to make the guy a website in exchange for her pretending that he's the boyfriend. What I have before me is the Christmas contract. Mm -hmm. So then they then they go home, and uh, then, well, you know, it's a Lifetime movie, so they end up falling in love. I hate to spoil it for you. So tell me this, though. Did you, did you wind up downloading the app Checklist that you could check off all the films you watched? You know what? I saw somebody uh, mention that, that this was like a big thing. It kind of reminded me of the old IMDb. Like, if you had an account yeah. there, you could always put the movies you watched. Old me would have done that, but I'm trying to get away from the OCD, like, needing to tell everybody. Plus, we have this podcast, so I'm telling you right now. I was actually thinking about that, and I was like, I've never heard of... It's such a simple concept, right? But I've never really heard of somebody doing that for anything before. I was like, if there's one person I know that is, like, super into, like, 90s sitcoms and 90s films, it's Joe. Why... And here's a question for you. Why haven't you created an, an app checklist for old 90s tv shows for individual episodes for just individual i think there's a bunch out there with a little like you know summary and rating and well they got tv you know? they got tv.com and imdb and i think they just there should be a bunch of other ones but it's got to be centralized well here's the thing <laughs> and if lifetime's taught me anything what i need to do is enter in a contract christmas contract so somebody can make me the app, and I can pretend to be their Christmas boyfriend. Yikes. It'll knock two birds, one stone there. And then what else? I went down, so I watched uh, this other one called The 12 Dates of Christmas. Yeah, I think I heard of that one. It was uh, ABC, and it's Zach Morris and Amy Smart. Zach, yeah, who's randomly making like a comeback right now. Yeah, he was at the Cowboys game. Too bad football's over, right? Yeah, it's over. And he ha he has his own TV show. You know who else is making a low-key comeback? Who? Lindsay Lohan. What did she do? Okay, Lindsay Lohan was just on Fallon 1. Mm -hmm. 
She has her own TV show now, reality show on MTV. Lindsay's way. I want to build an empire here. She wants to revitalize her music career. Tired of rumors starting. I'm sick of being tired. Ooh, wait. She's petitioning to play Ariel in the live-action Little Mermaid film by Disney. Dude, who would play Sebastian? I don't know. Maybe Josh Peck. You calling me a liar? I ain't calling you a truther. Maybe Kofi Kingston. Maybe he get the accent back. Looks like there's some trouble in paradise. I told her to stay away from humans. They are bad. They are trouble. Humans. What about humans? Looks like there's some trouble in paradise. But dude, she's like low-key making a comeback. Like, it's kind of cool. Dude, the New Day could play the other fish. Yeah. And the other sea creatures. I'm in. You know what was also good, but Mark Paul Gosselaar. I'm starring Mark Paul Gosselaar and based... Or Gosselaar. I forgot. They were giving him so much crap last night. And I'm like, wait, how do you pronounce his last name? I have his freaking doll and I've been watching his stuff for like 30 years. I should not have pronounced his name. I prefer if they, if they, if I just, you know. Sign your checks. Exa exactly. But did you ever watch Franklin and Bash? Never once. With the planner flag now, let them know this is not how we do it at Franklin and Bash. Oh, it's so good. They were like bro lawyers, him and uh, Seth. Myers. No, not Seth Myers. Um, Brecken Myers. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Oh, so good. What I do know about is when I was able to pry Joe away from his Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie-a-thon. Oh, 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 we got a few more here. Oh I'll go, gosh. I'll fire right through them. So we got Melissa Joan Hart and the guy who played uh, the brother, uh, Matt Camden on Seventh Heaven. And she, Matt Camden's getting out of jail and has to stay with his sister, who's Melissa Joan Hart. And he's basically a trickster who then helps a family reunite for Christmas. One of the jailmates was uh, Urkel. What? <laughs> yeah, he was a, I don't know, he was in prison. Probably for stalking Laura. Could be. Name one thing they've got that I haven't got. The handsome, talented, and rich. I only asked for one. Then Melissa Joan Hart's in another movie where her and AC Slater are competing toy store owners. Who have a long know family history. One. Yes. And it's... Then they fall in love. They all fall in love eventually. Why is there ever no real problems in these movies? See, that's that's the ideal thing, I think. Like, all right, so everyone I've talked to, it's either the person who just gives you, like, a nudge and a wink, like, yeah, man, I watch it too. That's what It's like Fight Club. You don't talk about Hallmark Lifetime Christmas. But then you find the one person, they're like, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I watch it. Me too movement, bro. So, yeah, not, not in these. These are like the happiest places ever. I, I love them because they're like, everything's decked out Christmas. And I learned something big. Did you know Louisiana is the place that you go for Christmas spirit? No. I thought that was the place you went to for, for beads and titties. No, you go there for Christmas spirit and uh, jolly Papa Noel is what they say down, in, <laughs> down there. It's not. It's not Chris Kringle. It's not Santa Claus. It's Papa Noel. Well, they that they suck. What is that? That's not even. That's not real. 
Uh, and he doesn't have reindeer, he has alligators. Do you know how Papa Noel gets all the presents to the good little girls and boys? No. He rides in a boat pulled by alligators. I hate alligators. If right now, if this podcast reaches one person that's in charge of anything in this world, we need to eliminate all alligators. What about crocodiles? All of them, too. The the big, you know, meteorite that came down and killed the dinosaurs must have missed them because alligators are like the cockroaches of dinosaurs, and they're just still here, and they're not safe. I hate them. Wow. And now, a word from the crocodile gator community. Hey, it's Croc here. You think you're cool? I ain't too fond of you either, Jeff. You're the cockroach of humans. What if the next Jurassic Park was filled with gators? I wouldn't watch it. And we did talk about this for Christmas. You were talking about Jurassic Park action figures with me. The dinosaurs are loose. Tim Murphy snares a Dimetrodon. Grant wrestles with a dangerous Coelophysis. And a Pteranodon battles a spitting Dilophosaurus. Each sold separately. It's happening, but only at Jurassic Park. And I was telling you, they are super expensive to buy now. Like like the old school ones, right? Yeah. You know, I saw a lot on eBay go for 325 bucks. Well, it's a good thing you have that New Year's resolution where you're not going to waste your money on stupid stuff. All right. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid doing an unboxing video of Alf. Yes. What we did do, besides eat a lot, where yeah. I felt like I felt like when we were watching The Exorcist and that girl was possessed, I was possessed by the spirit of Garfield, because yeah. all I did was just eat. Yeah. I mean, what what are you gonna do, right? But you were saying, where did we go when you came back? Well, what I was trying to get to before you had to, I don't know if Hallmark is trying to pay you for this crap or what. They should. I watched like nine of them in a row. Yeah, I don't even know who you are anymore. I don't when know who I, I am. When I was able to pull Joe away from his Hallmark movies that you're watching on your iPod, like your original like iPhone. old school iPod. I've, iPod for a couple and iPhone for the others. Okay, because you kept saying iPod. So I'm wondering if you're watching them on, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what are you doing to yourself, man? You know what? With some of these Apple products, I'm like the uh, the mom who calls every video game system a Nintendo. So we pulled Joe away from his uh, Hallmark movies long Wholesome. enough for a little, uh, well, I'll break it down like this. We have a code name. We have a code phrase, a code question when it comes to asking your friends if they want to meet up at the strip club. And that <laughs> phrase, is Monday Night Football? Well, it's the only game for people like me. So I hit up Joe on the text, M Monday Night Football. His <laughs> response, it's Thursday. <laughs> My reply back, but Monday Night Football? It's Monday Night Football and it's time to play. He's like, all right, I'll meet you there. So he knew right away what it was. So we end up uh, meeting up with Dave and Joe is there as well, a couple of our other pals. We and, uh, you dude, I freaking love going there. Even though I used to MC and DJ at one, I can always turn that place into a party. Like, immediately, the energy in the whole building just comes up as soon as our group of friends walk in. You come back for the holidays, and obviously everybody when you're in town is like, oh, I got to meet you this time, or you got to be available at this time. So this day, he's like, well, my flight just completely got canceled, so 
Monday Night Football? Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm in for it. Uh, I, it's been a while. You don't go, <laughs> you don't go solo. And I think I, I either said it to you or said it to Dave or Dave said it to me. You got to go in three. Two is like this weird, yeah. I don't know, it's a weird area, and one is pervert. But three is a good time, and it is festive. Yeah. Dude, it was, a, it was just a blast. It was just a blast. Hey, do you want a party? How about that one weird chick, though? <laughs> and I know I say one, but the one weird chick that looked like... Katanya? Oh, damn, what was the name of that? Because you, like, you just bought Mortal Kombat at 11, or XL... X, X, XL, X. yeah, whatever she was, pop her up on the pop her up on uh, on the screen. But I was like passing around my phone, telling Joe and Dave, "Holy crap, this girl eerily like resembles this chick from Mortal Kombat." I don't know. Is there like there's like a strip club etiquette? Like you want to be like, oh, I, I get. There's no etiquette okay, in a strip not, club. You just don't well, touch no, the wanna, girls. You want to be nice and like, <laughs> well, what's it that middle ground where you're like, all right. She's hot. I would give money to her. She's got moves. She's good. I'm not a big fan of her, but would it be mean for me to leave the area because I'm clearly don't care? Or... <laughs> yeah. Would it be wrong for me to... like? We're All right, so mind you, we're like the only guys tipping that are actually in the place, right? But, dude, that's the thing. You come there, you spend money on who you want to, and if you don't, then you don't. Like, that's just just the way it goes. And, and I think I think the etiquette you're talking about is if you are going to, you know, get up and leave the stage, you toss a tip on the stage, you get up and go, right? Right. So we're passing around my phone, and I'm like, dude, look at this. This chick looks just like that one, like, lady from Mortal Kombat, that crazy girl. So she grabs my phone <laughs> out of my hand, and I go, oh, great. She probably thinks I'm trying to snap pictures of her, which couldn't be furthered from the truth. And she gives you the death glare. Oh, she gives me the de death glare, and then she grabs my phone and looks at it, and I go... You look just like this girl from Mortal Kombat, but it's kind of like a compliment. Yeah. It's cool. And she goes, oh, yeah? Well, look at this. She stops <laughs> mid-dance. Music is still going. Lights are still going. And she decides, oh, yeah? So she just doop, doop, typed something into my like phone, into uh, Google search. And it turns out she's some, I don't want to use the word star, but she does porn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what? she just pulled what up. Stretch. She pulled up this gallery of all of these photos, and I'm like, "What the?" F I was like, "Joe, this is gonna be in my history now forever." So get ready. I mean, get ready. Because of Monday Night Football. <laughs> Monday Night Football's coming on tonight. I mean, that's just good self promotion. Yeah, like she gave me this look. Like, yeah, think I look like her? I think I look more like her. You mean you look like yourself? She's like, exactly. Nobody who gets on that stage is bad looking, but it's just like, no, that's just not it. Yeah. Though, if she did dress like the Mortal Kombat character, which I will look up, who you're talking about no. here, she totally would kill it like a, like a Comic-Con or something yeah. like that. She should have just, if she would have came out dancing to the Mortal Kombat theme song, I would have emptied out my pockets. Yeah, there's certain like there's certain girls that'll just like they it's all about the character because a strip club is just fantasy land 
So why not go overboard with, with with your outfit, with your music, with the way you talk? Like I know there's there's hundreds of fake Russians across strip clubs all across oh, the God. country, it, it, it and I love is. that. I love that. If you're if you're six foot and blonde, you can play a Russian. I love oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Well, then, like you made friends with one of them, just hung out with us like the rest of the night there, and then do they? Yeah. Every once in a while, they do that trick where it's like when they like you i guess where it's like this is my stripper name stage name and then here's my real name is that breaking kayfabe they're killing the no. business no they're not because they're just like giving you another fake name that's what i was thinking is it's all a work this, bro. it's a multi-level scheme here it's like this is my fake name this is my secret yeah. second well, fake name then my third name well you got a thing like this is how any of these girls make money and and you, you know this think that you the audience are quite frankly tired of having your intelligence insulted i dj'd and emceed that one for like a year and a half so i know a lot of the ins and outs of how it works am i a tenured veteran thankfully no um because that job will tear anybody down it's like having 600 girlfriends all at once and they're all mad at you at the same time <laughs> that's just the way that goes but i go there for the music, to have fun with the girls, make people feel good about themselves. Joe goes there with his phone in his hand, and he's asking Siri what these songs are that are playing so we can add them to his Top Rock iPod playlist. Well, I mean, Break this down for me. Okay. Our local stations suck. I don't go that far out of my way to get new music. You know so what when I hear it, I don't... I, when I hear a good hard rock song, I'm like, all right, Shazam, just remember yeah, this for me. So you like busted out the phone, but I don't want to have like phone right up, kill like what the actual rules of the club and not take pictures and I'm not doing that. But I want yeah. this to say, this song is by Breaking Benjamin or something yeah. else. And I'm like, good. That's how I get new music. That's how I first heard Paramore. A uh, few other, uh, Mika, I think was the first time we ever heard Mika there. Nice. For Relax. That's a great one. Relax. It wasn't Grace Kelly, though. Grace Kelly would have been really odd. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Speaking of odd, what was the one that you played at the strip club? A song? <laughs> oh, but, uh, but did I play Batista's theme song, I Walk Alone? Yes, because you didn't know as much hard rock as you did do now. Wow. And you were, a you were asking me, That's like, a ballsy move. <laughs> what's, a, what's a good hard rock song? So life is hard rock. They always make good... Dude, good they're awesome. Strip club anthems, and all of a sudden you're like, "So I played I Walk Alone." And I'm like, Then you played Gunther, which was awesome. Dude, I used to do some weird stuff. If if like girls wouldn't tip well. <laughs> They would dance to whatever the hell I wanted to wanted to listen to, and sometimes it would be weird stuff. Uh, speaking of that, and I'd never heard it before, but apparently it was big. What the hell is "Bitch I'm a Cow"? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, I was gonna ask you the same question. I was fully prepared to ask you that during the show, but it seemed to be like the in thing, and I was like, damn, maybe I really am getting old. But then again, I was like. Okay, I'm gonna ask more of my friends, and <laughs> nobody knew what the hell "Bitch I'm a Cow" was. That's a real. That's a real song. Like, 
I, they were dancing to that, like, we, we one step away if we stayed a little bit longer from hearing baby shark to shark to shark to do 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 Dude, could you imagine? Daddy shark to do 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 Daddy shark to do 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 Daddy shark to do 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 Daddy shark Grandma shark to do 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 All right, so mind you, Baby Shark has just hit number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. I, now, How does that crazy obligate is that? you to play it? Does that obligate you to play it? Or is no. it just sort of like you're like, nope, sorry, fluke, it's not happening? No, it's kind of like a, a novelty thing. But I have I have teased it before on, on my show. When I kick off my show, every night I do the top seven songs in Music City. And one time I was uh, teeing up into the most requested song of the day. And it happened to be... Uh, Baby Shark by Pink Fong or whatever you know the guy's name is, and then you hear the old record scratch, and they come out. Just kidding! Oh, but you you know you'd be lying to yourself if you said that beat didn't go hard. And then I play the actual song, and it was fun. And all right, here we are, your most requested song of the day. So many tweets for this one; it's crazy. It's Pink Fong with Baby Shark. You say that B doesn't go hard though. It kind of just goes to tell people that it's there and it's like a phenomenon, man. It's really taken over the world. It's been out for quite a long time, but it's just now recently becoming like a huge deal. I know, cause I had heard about it at like the beginning of the summer and I assume I wasn't coming to the party very early either. Yeah. So we did leave the last episode on a cliffhanger. Yes. Where I discovered after knowing Jeff for like 20 plus years, that he's massively in love with Jill Taylor from Home Improvement, that he All found day. her to be the perfect TV wife, and then it got into that weird territory where we were sending sexy pictures of Jill back and forth. Yeah, and Joe sends me this gif of Jill in a bathtub sipping wine, and I was like, what episode is this? I've never seen that. I was pretty pumped about it. But here's the thing. I always tell you, and I tell everybody that teases me about my Jennifer Aniston DVD collection that she is the prettiest woman in American pop culture history, right? Mm -hmm. I, I sincerely believe that from the bottom of my heart. However, there's an exception to the rule, and that exception is Jill Taylor. Don't know what her real name is. I think it's Patricia, something around Richardson. Her. Doesn't matter. Her character on that show is the perfect wife ever, as far as looks, as far as compassion, as far as believability, as just everything you can want in a wife, mom, lover, partner. She is the perfect, perfect of all time. Jill Taylor. Whoa. <laughs> Last time that you put on something like this for me. <sighs> I've been hanging on to that for a long time. <laughs> That's gonna come out to your therapist. Yeah. Actually, Jill was a therapist. You so two for one. Mm-hmm. All right, but then you said you could guess mine, and I said, not a chance in hell. Well, it has to be from a 90s sitcom. Okay, yep. So I'm thinking there was a major misunderstanding about what the question was. See, I'm under the impression it was all-time TV wives, so I stand by what I picked. But if it seems like we're way off, well, I didn't realize Jeff wanted to narrow it down to just straight sitcoms from the 90s or 80s. 
which would then have me also nominate the mom from ALF. I totally understand why ALF, even though he's from Melmac, wanted to see her naked. She kind of looks like April O'Neil. April O'Neil, the Channel 6 reporter from the Ninja Turtles, not April O'Neil, porn star of the year. And if I were to guess... She didn't become a mother, though, until way later in the series. Okay, well, I... I'll give you, I'll give you like, I don't need a hint. I'm going to tell okay. you right now exactly who it is, because I know. I don't know the woman's name, but I know the show. Okay. And it's the, it's the mom from Step by Step. That's a good guess. Right? But no. Come on. No. Who is it then? Right? Wrong. All right. So, if I had to go with any of them, if it's a perfect wife, they're there. It's Beverly Mitchell's Lucy character at the end of Seventh Heaven's Run. Seventh Heaven? Yup. She is let's adorable. Just, let's just like, cancel I'm, the show now. No, she's adorable. I freaking love her. I also watched the Hallmark movie with her in it, and I was just like, I gotta have more Beverly Mitchell in things. I watch Hollywood Darlings because of her. But I'll give you some runner-ups. What do you got? I got the mom from Boy Meets World, Amy. Great, great choice. Yeah, she's great. I also was gonna put Elliot from Scrubs. Freaking love Elliot. No, she's she's not like a wife type. She's not a mo no. Nope. She could be. <laughs> she doesn't count. Doesn't count. All right. What do you think about Hillary? I hate that bitch. Oh. Then I'm gonna put DJ Tanner's character in Fuller House. Now that's a pretty damn cool mom. You're damn right. Thank you, Joe, for naming me Lucy Camden. Well, I guess that's not me, but who I played, Lucy Camden, for being the perfect TV wife. And Jeff, what is up with giving him a hard time? I mean, I particularly think he chose correctly. I think he chose real good, to be honest. Um, and everyone, keep listening to Pop Culture Paradise for more nostalgia talk. Talk more about 7th Heaven, the 90s, all the good times. Oh, remember the good times? I do. Sending you guys lots of love. Bye. I like that. Yeah, dude. That's so weird that you had never known that. I guess I'm not like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't go around talking about it. I haven't created a face group, Facebook group about it. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's just something in my mind. That's what I think the perfect wife is. And if it's Jill, what if they were trying to, what if they were to try to like remake Home Improvement? What a bummer that would be, right? Well, I mean, that's kind of what Last Man Standing is, but it's just with all girls. So it's, it's a little bit fresher. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's why I watch it because it's Tim Allen being Tim Allen. And that's really all I want from most shows. I find that now yeah. I've hated most shows just because they don't have that Tim Allen-ness. We were talking about like comebacks earlier, and his name has to be right on that list. I'm seeing him everywhere, especially with Toy Story 4 about to come out here soon. Oh, man. Well, we're going to do a Toy Story 4 episode about mm. all kinds of Toy Story memories because yeah. we're old enough to be OG when like Toy Story was, was the new thing. Yeah. There wasn't a million toys made. It was just like first time out or what's this movie? What's Pixar? Why is yeah. it not 2D? <laughs> The other thing that I saw brought back, have you bought yourself a Pac-Man Red Bull? 
No, because they don't put Pac-Man on the sugar-free ones. But I see them on the the uh, regular Red Bulls in every gas station that I've been to. Dude, when did they start making Pac-Man Red Bull? They're everywhere. That's better than when they had uh, that Shack soda. Was that not the worst tasting thing of all time? Uh, there was one that my cousin brought back. It was strawberry, and it was just terrible. My favorite is strawberry. Well, my kids like blueberry, and one of my kids like orange. And all my uh, older relatives, they love vanilla. Because the vanilla reminds them of the old cream soda. I think I remember seeing something online once where somebody somebody pranked their friend by so the shack sodas they were always super huge yeah they're like the size of Shaq. the uh not lipkins then what's the what's the next well, one here's a here's the thing right they're always super big so what other can do you kind of know to be that size it's the arizona, arizona yeah. iced tea right whatever flavor it is i remember seeing this video somebody pranked their friend they somehow got the sleeve off of the uh, uh, Arizona can, slid it over the shack one, and gave it to them because they wanted a strawberry, watermelon, whatever, Arizona iced tea. And they crack it open and sip it and just spit it everywhere. It's the grossest thing they've ever had. <laughs> Friend peels off the label. <laughs> shack soda. Um, shack soda. Can we, just, can we just give them... Please, that's a good one. He puts his that's name on one. everything. This is the worst, man. Well, I think that's why it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, they're bringing a lot of a lot of cool things back. Do you think that's because like people just run out of like original cool ideas? Um, I kind of think it's like that cycle where they know who's buying things, so they're just going like, oh, all these people who like this are now old. So now we can sell them this product and use this face yeah. with it. It's like the, the Honda commercial or something with uh, the with Ninja the Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. Yep. And How like, good is that, dude? I I'm love so stop proud motion. now to own to own a Honda because of that ad. Come standard with Honda Sensing, a suite of safety and driver assist features. Safety features are the key to happiness. And they got the actual 87 voice actors. I, they did sound like super spot on. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's not even something that the Turtles Forever movie did and a few of the other reboots. So it was like, wow, Honda went above and beyond. But it's kind of yeah. weird where it's like, well, you lost us at the camp. You're like, whoa, Ninja Turtles. Then you lost us at camp. Uh, also, now we have a car payment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe, instead of editing stupid videos, have you ever thought of opening a IRA account, or going back to school, or um, hmm, where do you stand on health insurance right now? Um, I liked you better when I was playing with you at the age of five, not life advice. Then you have the other things where it's like, like these weird crossovers. You see that Detective Pikachu? Damn right, I saw that. Ryan Reynolds is playing the voice. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a huge movie. That's gonna be a big success. I'm pumped about that. It's gotta be because like the trailer came out and I'm like, all right, this just sounds like it could be a train wreck. I don't love Pokemon. I, I do. I've kind of come around to the fact that it's like, it's old enough to be in the same vein of other stuff that I grew up with, but I don't dig it. So it's kind of like Star Wars. Like I can appreciate that it was in the same time period as everything else I dig, 
but yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah. And I find with this Pikachu, I laughed multiple times, and I was like, if it's making me, someone who doesn't care, laugh, yeah, then this might actually be pretty solid. No, dude, it looks really cool. I love the whole element of only that certain character can uh, can actually understand what Pikachu says and to everyone else because the one thing about Pokemon is they speak by just by saying different <laughs> variations of their name. Like Pika, that's just Pika. that is how it goes, right? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god, you can understand me. Stop. I've been so lonely. So I love it's like wait, you can understand me? And in the trailer he's walking down the you know, that long, you know, way there. And he's like, can can you understand what, what, what he's saying? And she's like, yeah, he's so cute. It's Pikachu. And it's like, uh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika. Yeah. Pika Pika Pika. He's adorable. That was boring. You're not funny and nobody likes you. And, but he's going to have that edgy Ryan Reynolds kind of humor, funny, like... It's gonna be cool, and the Pokemon in the film look fantastic. The fur so I'm pretty on pumped Pikachu about it. looks I'm, interesting. Like I was like, yeah, wow, that looks cool. What I'm what I'm glad about is it's not your typical Ash is gonna go take his you know his Pokemon. He's gonna go to this gym and he's gonna battle. It's more about the guys just trying to find his dad, which so is he hires Detective Pikachu. Do you think they'll because if you're gonna have Pokemon a, app? Oh yeah, he'll be he'll definitely be a special character that that you can capture when the film drops. Almost guaranteed because they do a special Pikachu for New Year's, they do one for Halloween, they do one for the 4th of July, they do one for Christmas, and I can show you all of them right right now. Do they have Pikachu in a Santa hat to cuz I would probably yep. pick I would probably pick that up for my pop culture Christmas. No, they absolutely do. I'm going to pull them up for you right now. Dude, how come you don't have it? You only have Christmas Woody and Elvis. Because I only had one Christmas ornament up until I went home this year, and my mom took Woody off the tree and gave it to me. So this right here. Ah. Dude, I, like, people are like, oh, look at you, you're a grown man, and you play, they don't sound like this, but this is how I envision it. And you play Pokemon Go, and, you know, you think that show was great, and it's like, yeah, dude, I like what I like, shut up. And thanks, Pokemon rap. You know, let me let me enjoy it. Now, <laughs> Shut up. now when the movie comes out, are you gonna go see it with your sister? Because you guys both were able to enjoy Pokemon together. No, we were not in the slightest. Did I ever tell you about the, what I did with her Blastoise card? Okay, what did you do to a Blastoise card? Okay. So Blastoise was one of the coolest hologram cards you could get. This is back in 99, 2000-ish era. And collecting Pokemon cards was like the coolest thing, right? My family was not rich by any stretch of the imagination. So any come up on a card like that was like a super big deal, right? Um, and I remember I had this Alakazam card that I had gotten in a trade from my buddy Robbie. I was super proud of it. And my sister randomly, you know, she's out at Walmart or something with my mom and she buys her just a regular old booster pack. You never know what you're going to get. And she pulls a Blastoise card. And I, I'll be straight up. I was, I was super <laughs> jealous. I was so mad. And she would rub it in my face all the time. And as she's putting it into her plastic wrap and her case and this, this, and oh, that. Oh, so it's the, it's the plastic wrap and then the plastic container that oh, goes yeah. around. 
Okay, because I had an uncle yep. who owned a card shop, so I know yep. all about the proper treatment of cards. Oh yeah, like it was it was a big deal, and I remember one time I had I had somehow gotten it o o away from her, and <laughs> I put it in the microwave, <laughs> and it. You know what? You know what happens when you put tin foil in a microwave? Oh, I learned. So, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like standing there, like super suspiciously, like just randomly standing standing next to the microwave. No food in my hand, <laughs> nothing to heat up, and I'm kind of just tapping my fingers on the table. Like I'm just like <laughs> an eerie cartoon evil character, right? And I'm just like I have this just like this grin on on my face. And she looks down into her set and she's like, where's my Blastoise card? And I go, oh, you mean this one? And I push 30 seconds plus on the microwave. <laughs> and the, it comes on and she sees it inside. But before she can dart across the, the kitchen to get to the microwave to open the door, the card had already bubbled up. It exploded. It like foiled in on itself. And it was completely ruined, like unrecognizable. Oh. oh my god! I know, it's like, why would you do that to your own sister? Look, she was a little. Okay? She had it coming, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know what? I guess Pokemon cards must be like the perfect torture devices then, because when my cousin collected them, my other cousin from Seattle came, they're sitting in the living room. Comparing their trade decks oh, yeah. and the booklets. It was such a big they... deal, man. I didn't understand it because to me, it's either action figures, video games, or trading cards that are either of a series or of sports. I don't understand games in card yeah. form. But anyway, yeah. I thought it was the stupidest thing possible, and so did my uh, cousin from Seattle's friend. And we decided that we were going to steal Charizard, who, uh, at this point, I'm to take it that that's a really, really expensive card nowadays. Dude, are you serious? And we just... You did that? Oh, yeah. And we just decided to, like, hide it for a good three hours while they tore up the house looking for it. Dude, if that's, a, if that's, a, if that's like, a uh, Series 1... Charizard, that's worth a crap ton of money. So these go for a lot of money, yes. What's your most expensive one? Uh, the most expensive card is probably the pristine 10 first edition base Charizard. Oh yeah. Crap ton of money. Like, I would've, dude, if that, that happened to me, I, I would've just started going, go, I would've went up into your room because I would've known you would've pulled some BS like that. I would've said, oh, your brand new HBK figure, Tsh, super kick this. Brand new Stone Cold. Oh, there goes his head. I would have started snapping every figure until you passed over that card. <laughs> well, good thing we were at their rented cabin, and I didn't have anything yeah. there with me. <laughs> except, Damn it! Except no leverage. Oh, you, you don't think I knew that? <laughs> <laughs> but then my cousin decided, because I think he might have had two at the time, that to get my other cousin to finally break out of his scaredy catness about going on rides, like the yeah. dragon's descent and the dragon's. You bribed him. He got he got bribed to go on the thing, and he got over it to get his Charizard. So Pokemon over help, helps you overcome your fears and also allows you, know you to be mocked and tortured. I still don't know the difference between a Pokemon and a Charizard. Actually, Charizard is a Pokemon. 
in a sense, you may have changed his life that day. Because who's to say, if he doesn't get over that, there's going to be tons of other fears in his life that he would have never overcome. And I think you did a... As much as it pained me to hear that you stole a Charizard card, I think that you did the right thing. So, hats off to you, sir. I'm a humanitarian. Yeah, you're something <laughs> off. Right. You know who they could have called to help solve the mystery? Detective Pikachu! <laughs> Detective Pikachu? But I thought that seemed like the stupidest concept, but it worked. So, exactly. I'm going to introduce to you five other spin-offs that they could make. All right, which which one which one first? I got one, two, three, four, five of these in here. All right, we're gonna look for the movie Carpenter Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> now you see he goes around building people homes that they can live in, until one day he finds a magical home. You know what this picture looks like? Have you ever seen the Stone Cold Steve Austin movie Damage? No. It's got uh, Walton Goggins in it. He plays Shane on, think on The Shield. If you think of anything else, so... you just call 911 and ask for Detective Blow Me. <laughs> he also plays Downtown. Downtown, yeah, he's going to be with the big team real soon. Yeah, so I bought that because I love those two guys. But essentially, Steve Austin's character gets out of jail, right? Um, yeah. Because he killed the guy in what would they find what would find out to be self defense, and he's just a carpenter. He's just doing lousy jobs, and he's just you know whatever, whatever. This looks like you took a picture from the movie and just put Crash Bandicoot's head over it. I also photoshopped his arms to be orange. All right, would you see the last one, Crash Bandicoot Magical Home? He's a carpenter. Carpenter no. Crash. No, I wouldn't see it. It it just. Unless he was like an underground cage fighter, like in Damage. All right, fine. Now we got the next one. Investment banker, Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> now, in this movie, Spyro the Dragon... This looks so weird. <laughs> Spyro the Dragon makes sure that people have to pay their bills on time, but also properly invest until he runs across a family that can't afford anything anymore after tragedy hits their family. And then, you know, he falls for the family, and they adopt him as a pet. Wait, did you write out, what, what, like, the, did you, are these legit pitches? I'm just making them up on the spot. <laughs> I don't even have it written oh, down. Okay. No, I would not go see that movie. I've never even, Spyro, Spyro is a video game. Yes. Right? I've never played it. All right, now we have the next one. I know you're going to see this one. Preacher Bubsy. <laughs> it, I think it would depend on, on who voiced the character. Now, you see, in this movie, Bubsy's trying to get away from the mob. And to hide out, he goes, to a, he goes to a small town and becomes their preacher by crazy circumstances. Now, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? You know what this looks like to me? This looks like Bubsy decided, look, I tried to jump into the same ring with Mario and Sonic and Crash Bandicoot would eventually as well. I was supposed to be a big monster success, but I never <laughs> lived up to expectations. And that's okay. Because just like me, you can change as well. You can meet your own expectations 
and I'm here to tell you all about them. Now that is a feel-good movie I would go see. And he tours the whole country, meeting up with people that have not lived up to other people's expectations, and they're struggling with it themselves. And he's there to tell them, you know what? It's okay. Are you making me I've feel bad there. for Bubsy? I think you are, because you built him up to where he was supposed to be something that he wasn't. And that's not his fault. I think that's the fault of society. Well, all right. Maybe MC. I built up Bubsy, but you built up the next guy. This movie is the biggest action flick that could possibly come out. Secret Agent, cool spot. Hands down, I would absolutely go see this freaking movie. I just remember how cool that game was. I don't, they're like seven up dots that wear glasses. And they're just so cool. And for him to be a secret agent, I would I would pay to go see that movie twice. Now, here's the pitch. Cool Spot is Cool Spot is retired on that island that you find him when you start the video game. But Dr. Pepper has been kidnapped. By who? Mr. Pib. <laughs> He's a fraud! And he's been replaced with Dr. Thunder. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now he has to go and kill all the different soda brands. And he's joined by the Nesquik Rabbit. And the final battle takes place on Mountain Lightning. Oh! Oh! Based off Magic Mike, we have Stripper Sonic. No way, dude. No way. But they got, a, they got a Sonic movie coming out. You know what the best part about this is? Right now in live time, zoom in just behind Tails' face. <laughs> it's the Super Shredder. It's a Super Shredder. Well, I mean, he's big That's sexy. Creepy. All right. I still want to hear the pitch of the movie. Okay. Well, in this movie... <laughs> Sonic has to he's got a, a gambling addiction from the casino levels so he's been hanging out with Michael Jordan a lot stop it get some help so yeah Michael B. Jordan yeah <laughs> no <laughs> and he's been, he has to figure out a way to earn them rings and he's gonna give the blue spear I don't really have a pitch for this movie. <laughs> it's just Stripper Sonic and Tails and Knuckles. And Kevin Nash. <laughs> yes, Kevin Nash is in this movie because no quality movie as, gets made without Nash. But it has to be Kevin Nash as Kevin Nash. Yes. I have to point out his hair. Look at his hair. Hold on. It is a matted mess. I think I just went with the name because Stripper Sonic is double S, and that's just good alliteration. Right. You know, speaking of Nash, whenever I play Xbox with Hazard, we always play NBA 2K19, mm -hmm. and uh, our uh, nicknames in the game, mine, Big Sexy Kevin Slash. Kevin oh, Slash. into the basket. And Hazard is more of a dribbler, so his nickname is the bad guy, Scott Ball. Boo this man! No! <laughs> yeah, we clearly spent a lot of time on the headset thinking of this stuff. 
Jeez. But dude, I think with these films, I was two two for five. All right, who are we seeing? I would go see Bubsy because, like I said, people had people had expectations for him that maybe he didn't necessarily had for himself. He had his own goals and his own expectations. Right. right? You got to take that into account. And yes, I am <laughs> dragging you a little bit for that. And the other one that I would absolutely go see first is just uh is just a is just an old school style shoot 'em up <laughs> badass end scene on mountain lightning and the movie ends in a big surge is that's the that's the cool oh, spot movie. A big surge? Oh, fuck, oh fuck, fuck, and on that note, you went to go see the TNA when they came into town. Oh no, Impact. Yeah. It's Impact now. You yeah, saw T- Impact now. You saw TNA when you were in Portland. <laughs> Folks but first, but first, we're talking about movies, right? I went and saw Bumblebee. Uh-huh. You had to punch Did all you? bees in the face? I would no, have to... I hate, I hate bees. But no, Haley Steinfeld is in the movie. She does an amazing job. She's super cute, super talented. And you can say the same thing about John Cena. Hey, John, I'm telling you, Jeff just saw Bumblebee, and he thinks that not only was Haley really cute in the movie, but you were too. And he wants to meet you backstage. What do you think? You want to go? There's a there's a Steinfeld in a movie called Bumblebee, and a Seinfeld yep. in the B movie. It's over. Show's done. Damn it! but yeah dude the movie was awesome and what i also went to go see was impact wrestling at the good old nashville fairgrounds aka the asylum where tna first began back in the day and dude i'd be lying to you straight to your face if i told you i wasn't super impressed with the show it was gangbusters like they pulled out all the stops like there's so many cool characters that I can't even recall most of their names because I had never seen them before. But one of the people that I was the most impressed with that I've actually heard about is Moose. He's just this huge, like six foot six. He's built like, just imagine if like Virgil had had talent. And whoa, 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 just- whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Virgil has all the talent in the world. And I meant, as- I meant Vincent. Okay, here's the thing too. I learned from Cameron Matthews, who wrestled Moose in a squash match that you didn't. I had to tell you about. Uh, yeah. At, when he was on a Ring of Honor taping. That makes me Cameron Matthews. Keep your eyes open because you're gonna see something you like. But Cameron told me to go over to Virgil while he was at a signing and talk to him about mixed martial arts, and he will rip your head off. That he hates MMA that much wow and i was like okay I'll go to, and oh and he also gives you the stink eye if you try to do the lonely virgil picture so i had to like oh. go over the phone with a sh- old school camera and like snap Jeez. i know i pushed out yeah, instead but- of just straight up humiliating virgil but anyway that was just that joke was just for fun he almost is like I don't know, dude. He's just super impressive. The match he had 
And I can't recall the name of the guy that he wrestled, but he was really good too. They just stole the show, man. Abyss was awesome. I know that guy is like super old now, but he put on like an awesome hardcore match with thumbtacks and tables and all, you know, all those gimmicks. That was like super good. And the one thing that stood out in my mind the most of the whole show, there's like this stable of women. And they're, you know how like for Halloween, those girls would do like the really like spooky, yeah. sexy skeleton face paint stuff. It's like they wear that, right? And they're a tag team and they won their match. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and all these like, all these other women in the same stuff come out carrying yeah. the casket. And you right? say, here's Is that the my thought exactly? Time. I don't know what the hell was going on. And then they put down the casket, yeah, no, right? And then all of a sudden this woman, the, the, it just pops open and this woman jumps out. Take that vile fiend. And Jesus, I can't remember her name either, but it got a little bit awkward for that. Cause I didn't understand what it was and nobody fought. And she just like tapped her on the head, on the head. It was very weird. And also in that match, Somebody put a tampon in somebody's mouth. Oh, it was that event. I don't see. I had I had read reports afterwards about that about that spot, right? But I'm oh, pretty so damn that sure that it happened that? that night too. Because I saw all the controversy, and I was, I was like, uh, if if you talk to like a wrestler, a lot of them are just like, that's a low Im that's a no impact bump that gets a reaction, <laughs> like, yeah. like. You talk it over with your opponent, and yeah. if they're cool with it, then who the hell cares? I hate to break it to him. Have you ever seen where Mick Foley's sock comes from? Right, exactly. I would have given the show a 9 out of 10, right? That's how entertained I was. Because, again, when you go into something and your your expectations aren't high, and, you know, and they're exceeded, that's a great thing. But I had to bump it down to, like, a 7.5. And why? Because the main event was absolute garbage and i hate to say it johnny nitro johnny impact whatever the hell he's going by right now the guy was just uh, a botch botch fest everything went wrong boom dog or go wrong. Boone, Boone the yeah. bounty hunter and i also think brian cage i know he gets a lot of hype i guess on on like the indie scene and i hope he doesn't hear me say this because he'd probably kick my ass but that guy can't wrestle for nothing dude and he comes out He's doing this like homage to the Terminator entrance. And it was kind of neat because the crowd would, would clap. Cause like Terminator, I'm like, that's cool, but that's not your gimmick. That's Arnold, right? That's but Triple just H at WrestleMania. Judgment day is here. It's time to play the game. But he's just so big and he's like so imposing. But the final match was so bad, people left booing. Like, that's how upset they were. But if you take that out of consideration, the show was phenomenal. And I am going to go back next time they come to town for sure. Well, two things. I think Cage, for you disrespecting him, should take your boots, your jacket, and your motorcycle. No, it's your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I like Terminator 1 better. 
<laughs> you are a dude. No, you do not. Nobody says that. No Terminator one in their one, wife. Terminator 3, Terminator no. 4, Terminator. Right. Right. Now you're just fishing for a reaction. Genesis and then salvation. No, now now you're just fish now you're just trying to get me hot. Alright, well speaking of people getting hot, and we'll end it on this. I learned the creepiest thing. <laughs> that was a thing. great segue. I learned people the creepiest hot. <laughs> I learned the creepiest thing around Thanksgiving time, and I forgot to tell the story to you. I'm ready, let's hear it. The, the new thing that the kids are doing at the mall. They go into Victoria. Go the mall, everybody. They go into Victoria's Secret. They request they to use the dressing room, and they can't be turned down because that's discrimination. They take lingerie in there, and they either beat off into it or dry hump it. Can't walk to the store, I can't play with my friends, I can't ride my bike. And then leave the garment and leave the store for the employees to clean up. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> Are you kidding me? They make such a big fuss at something so little. Yeah! All these, anyone doing that needs to get their ass kicked. I'm just glad you're doing this in the privacy of your own room. That is just it's, stupid. It's like this mixture of 13 to like 15 year old boys. What happened to playing with Pokemon cards? Or recording or recording pay-per-views with your action figures? <laughs> Trying to wear black gloves thinking it would actually matter. And we weren't alone in that because I heard the Ryder and Hawkins podcast yeah. and Ryder did it too. But if everything else around you isn't black, it looks like you're wearing black gloves. Sorry to break that for us. Well, it certainly makes what our friend Ryan did a lot more tame in comparison that he's only stealing socks at the mall. <laughs> yeah. Beating off into undergarments. What the hell is wrong with people? Dude, that's over the top. Even more over the top than the Royal Rebel. Which is what we're going to talk about in the next podcast. It's going to be a mixture of a bunch of different Royal Rumble type stories from remaking your own Royal Rumbles, which we did. Mm -hmm. One's doing it with the action figures, renting Royal Rumbles on VHS, or just watching them in, at different events there. I love or the Rumble. Booking it's my mania. Royal Rumbles. Yeah, or booking Royal Rumbles in wrestling, extreme wrestling warfare. It, anything goes in our Royal Rumble show. Yeah. I'm dude, I'm looking forward to that one and I can't wait to talk to you about the Brett Lex controversy, which still kind of pisses me off to this day. I wonder who I thought really won. Hmm. 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 Well, this has been Pop Culture Paradise for Disgusting Joe. Disgusting of a lack of respect. <laughs> We're going over the top next week with the Royal Rumble. I don't know!